everyone. Welcome to another episode of Opposites React. It is episode 49 on December 30th, 2020. I am Sarah and I am here with Tyler. How are you? <laughs> is that good? I don't know. I, I know. It's about your inflection. Maybe oh, laugh, but I'm yes, just excited. I, I, yes, I am great. Thank you. I know you're very excited about today's podcast and you'll have much more to say than I will. But first, first. there's some house cleaning. Okay. Um, so we watched a movie together. We did, yes. The um, the talk on the, of the town, Soul, the new Pixar movie. I wanted to know. I don't know if you want to explain the movie first. That probably would be good. How about you explain the movie first? The premise. Uh, okay, very briefly. So the main character, Joe Gardner, he's a uh, musician, uh, jazz musician. Uh, well, sorry. He so he, currently the movie opens and he's like teaching, I think, middle school band yeah. class. Uh, music class whatever um so uh, when you get into his backstory you realize he's sort of like a failed jazz musician um like mostly piano player i believe is what they show his expertise to be although he's seems very knowledgeable about a lot of other instruments too um you know there's some apparently he got it from his father got the jazz bug from his father when he was younger um so anyways yeah the, long story short um without getting into too many spoilers here you find out pretty early on in the movie that joe sort of while he's excited going to a new uh, music opportunity one day, he falls down a manhole in the street. He's not looking, and uh, he's he's in a coma, essentially. So his soul, as the title implies, his soul goes to this other place, I think, called the Great Beyond. I believe so. Yeah. Or no, was he supposed to go to the Great Beyond. Oh, right. But then he kind of gets scared and dies, so he runs to the Great Before, and that sort of kicks off the whole second plot of, this, the, of the show, of the movie, I should say. But yeah, um, I'm looking into two more details now. I'll just say... Um, I really liked it a lot. It's probably probably the best Pixar movie I've seen since. Um, trying to think chronologically here, probably since uh, since Up, honestly, for me. Okay, I would have called it a movie about finding your purpose. Um, so saying all of this, would you have put it in your top ten now? Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, so let's just say, uh, yeah, as of now, I would put Soul. If we're going to bump something off of my top 10 movie list, we're going to have to bump off Uncut Gems. I'll say I'll put Soul just... I can't decide if I want to put it above or behind Sonic. It's in that right, it's right in that realm. I'm gonna, Sonic was number... Sonic was number six on my list. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to put it just behind Sonic. Because I don't know something about Sonic. I, I just enjoyed how well they pulled off Sonic and how mm-hmm. fun that movie was. <laughs> like Soul is not. There's a little bit of comedy in Soul, like most Pixar movies, but it is definitely aimed towards an older demographic. Yeah, I and think the first half is a lot of comedy, and the yeah. second half is. Really I, I mean, more I definitely serious. appreciate the message that it told. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I just I I'll, I'll put it just. It definitely will be in my top ten, obviously, and uh, yeah. So I'll put it seventh on my list. Cool. Soul. Yeah. Good latecomer of the year. Yes. Uh, number two, housekeeping. We have an email. We have received an email. Did we? We did. Wow. Uh, so okay. here is the email. All right. Okay. So the email says that we got says for TV shows that we discuss. I, I assume. Are you counting new seasons or just new series? For new seasons, I would say uh, Shit's Creek. And for those that don't know, that's pronounced or it's not spelled. It's not pronounced. It's spelled. It's Spelled, pronounced the same way as what I just said, shit, Creek. It's spelled S-C-H-I-T-T apostrophe S. Uh, that is a, I believe, a Canadian uh, so. comedy show. It's on Netflix. I mean, not didn't debut on Netflix, but it is on Netflix yeah. now. I think it was on CBC before, whatever. But yeah, I, uh, I haven't seen that, although I really do want to watch it. I've heard many good things about it. Uh, the Blacklist, 
another show that I watched a little bit of years ago, and I, I again I would I would like to watch more of that if I had the time. And oh. uh, the One Hundred, uh, which again I've heard of that. I think that's like a sci-fi show. If I but I haven't seen it. So for news, she said. And sorry, the email continues for new series, uh, Lock and Key. I haven't heard of that. Is that an animated thing? Sure. I doubt it. No, Lock and Key. I Okay. We'll have to look into it. And the email also says, I haven't seen that many movies this year, so I can't give a fair list, but I do think that Birds of Prey should be in the top 10. That's the, the, the DC, the Harley Quinn. Yeah, we didn't yeah, see we, that. We didn't see it, actually, and I, I do want to see that one. I think the only way to watch it on streaming is Crave Plus. Okay. That's why we haven't. And uh, by the way, this email was from your sister. Yeah, we have to check some stuff out on your list. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I do definitely want to watch Shit's Creek at some point. I don't know if I'll get around to the blacklist of the 100 anytime soon, but I'll keep it in the back of my mind. And I got to find out. I got to Google what this lock and key thing is, apparently. So, How many seasons of Shit's Creek is there, though? <sighs> I want to say I, four or five. Oh, I, I, might be, more. I might be wrong. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, thank you very much okay, for the so email. housekeeping's done? Yeah, <laughs> okay. housekeeping is done. Now we will get to the main event, okay. which is the games of 2020. And so, you'll, And you'll have a lot... I just stop. I, and let me say one thing, and then you can pretty much talk about ninety percent of the. No, I will here. not. Well, you no, know, I don't. I know. I, I'm, I'm being... I talk about this enough during the year. But let's just say that you definitely played much more of a variety of games this year than I did. That's a fair assessment. To say, sure. Considering that pretty much every podcast I only ever talk about two games, maybe I throw a third <laughs> one in there if I play a little bit of it. But let's be honest here; we all know what <laughs> I've been playing. So why Only one you... of them is new. I'll just I'll just say one more thing, and then I'll the hand over to you. You can just kind of go from well, there. Yeah. You got your list and everything yeah, that you yeah, want. Yeah. So, I, I did a so the other day I checked, uh, like on MLB the Show twenty uh, on your profile. It kind of tells you how many hours you played. Ooh. And that, as far as I can tell, I'm pretty sure that does not count in menu time. It's Ooh, only in game time. That's terrible. So uh, I I don't even want to know this number. Currently, as of last night, I'm currently at a just under twenty three out. Sorry, not twenty three hours. Twenty three days. Twenty three days played in Diamond Dynasty. And again, I think that's just in game time. Just in Diamond Dynasty. Yeah, let's say around approximately 550 hours. Yeah, that's believable. And I, and I would say, honestly, probably more than that, maybe like a couple hundred hours more than that for Apex as well. Yeah, I know. You figure if, if you say at least maybe two hours a day on Apex over since January, so that's... Yeah, if, well, if considering MLE didn't come out in April, right. so... So if you average two times 365, what's that? Uh, let's just say uh, roughly 750 hours of Apex. I'd say more than that, probably. So, yep. yeah, those two games definitely dominated this year. And yeah. uh, I'd say total, any other game this year, if you want to include, well, Animal Crossing would actually probably adds up too. But let's say Fall Guys, Animal Crossing, Last of Us, anything else I play, which we'll talk about later. I'd say I'd be surprised if I had more than 200 hours total in any other game mm. outside those two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's your year, though. It was my year. <laughs> I do want to change that habit in 2021, though. You I, have tried to change it I in the know, past, though. I know. I'm going to make conscious effort. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. I think I need to branch out a bit more, just, <laughs> besides those two. <laughs> Are you getting stale? No. It's just, I feel like I'm missing out on so many other experiences. And yeah. So, you know, so anyways, I'll, I'll hand well, over we'll to you We'll find out, because um, yeah. I tried to split the list up in two categories. Okay. I have uh, games that came out in 2020, the top five, and the games that did not come out in 2020 top five that we played this year okay did you have the same list i uh, believe i pre-warned you yeah i made a list of the ones that i can't that came out in 2020 okay. i don't know if i've actually played five games that didn't come out in 2020 well you played at least three of them with me <laughs> oh if we're count- okay we're counting the sorry your I, games. I keep forgetting about our visual novels yes because yeah. for some reason i don't register that as a game in my head because <laughs> really it's you press the button I know, so we make it, the decisions but okay I, I see what you're saying okay uh so i'd probably start with the games that did not come out this year okay um, so give me one of your highlights. Did we finish all three Danganronpas this we year? We did, yeah. 
Can I just say the series as a, as a whole, or do I have to pick one specific no, game? No, that's fine. You can oh. say the series. Like I, I did rank them individually, okay. but yeah, I would just say yeah. Out of any game or games that I played this year that didn't come out in 2020, I'd say the most memorable would be Danganronpa. I also had Steinsgate on my list, though. You would count Danganronpa is more is better than Steinsgate. I would say I liked the first Steinsgate the best out of all the visual novels we played, mm-hmm. but the second Steinsgate not as much. That so. wasn't the second one. That was like the. Well, I know the whatever it was called. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the exact title. Because we haven't played Zero. Right. And we haven't played My, some, my Darling's Embrace, I think is the other one. But yeah. Now we're working can, on Phoenix. Can, right, so. can we can we agree? I'm not sure if you had these ranked already or not, but can we, for Danganronpa, of the three that we played this year, um, the the order for me would be uh, Danganronpa 1, then 3, then 2. I would say the same. Yeah. Okay. I really, even though 2 is good, yeah. 2 is no, definitely the worst of the yeah. bunch. Okay. Um, and I only included games on here that I beat also, to be fair. Okay. So um, the only other two games other than the visual novels we beat that didn't come out in 2020 were Cyber Dimension Neptunia, which, you know, Neptune. It's right up your alley. I know. <laughs> it's really just like a really tongue-in-cheek, is that what I, word you'd use yeah. for that? Yeah. Uh, RPG, uh, where this one emulates an MMORPG, but it's single player. It does have multiplayer. Don't bother. Nobody's there. <laughs> because it's not... Did, didn't come out this year. Did you not beat any Atelier game this year? Not this year, no. That's rare. I feel I like know. every year you should beat Atelier. I know. Or, or Tales or something. I know. Yeah. And like a bunch of them came out this year. And a new one comes out in January. Mm-hmm. So I got to get on that. <laughs> so that's definitely on the, the what's, January what's list. What's this number five on your list? I don't recognize Evil that. Land 1? What's it called? Evil Land One. Evil Land One. Yeah, what is that? I I think I mentioned it once. It was an RPG. It's an indie RPG where as you progress through the game, the style changes. Like it starts as an eight bit game with like eight uh, chiptune music, and as you go through the game, it unlocks like three D and orchestral music and like better. Like, um, it it kind of just goes through the generations of visuals. I assume you'd be that earlier in the year then. Uh, it was like a summer thing. It was really? like, okay. uh, hey, I'm bored. What's on my PlayStation that's short kind of thing? Okay. Um, it cool. was okay. Like, it was an interesting concept. Uh, I do have the second one also. I didn't go right away because I was already burnt out on the concept though. So. Is this list that you have in front of us, is this ranked? Yes. So you're saying the best game you beat. I didn't the- put Danganronpa 1 on here because that was my replay of it. Yeah, that's fair. So you're saying out of all the games that didn't come out this year, your favorite was Danganronpa 3? It was, yes. And you want to give a brief reason why? Um, I really enjoyed how it um, concluded, how it how it capped off the series. Okay. I thought it was so meta, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is which is kind of the the whole game thing, anyways. It. I'll admit that I didn't love the setting as much in three. The one thing I didn't like mm, about it, I did like I the story and the characters, but they just the running around the actual the school this time if you want to call it that i guess um yeah it just wasn't that interesting to me yeah hope's peak was definitely my favorite in number one and it was like it was small enough you knew where everything was i mean i will say and out of the ones because obviously i mean i haven't played any place ever to mention or evil and obviously but i will say uh yeah steinsgate elite had the best story steinsgate elite is probably the best visual novel story i've ever read or played yeah and that. that was different than Danganronpa too because Steinsgate had different endings yes. that we had to go through yes. where Danganronpa didn't so I think that was an extra layer of niceness to it I guess we got to pick the best girl <laughs> <laughs> did you play any other games uh out of this year okay so 
again, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to go off the top, top of my head. Cause I didn't, well, yeah, that's, a, that's the obvious <laughs> one that didn't come out in 2020 because Apex was, was February 2019 when mm-hmm. that came out. Um, no, I don't think I, I, I really played anything else this year that didn't come out in 2020. I'm trying to think now. No? Your backlog has not gone any smaller then. Yeah. It's bad, yeah. <laughs> that's why that's what I mean. Like it's uh I, I again I, I don't I don't regret my gaming experiences in twenty twenty. Um because like I said, I really enjoyed all the hours that I put into Apex and MLB and and a few of the other ones that I'll mention later that did come out in twenty twenty that I put some hours into. But yeah, um I just I guess I just kind of figured like with those particular games, I, I've maxed out every Apex Battle Pass since the game's ever come out. And I mm-hmm. actually just just did just finish the new How season the other day, so that one's already done with a month ago still. <laughs> um, and yeah, MLB is at this point you're in the in-game part of the game phase, so you're just sort of... I, I don't know if I'm actually going to hit 100 Prestige. I think I'm at 62 right now. But considering there's still probably at least three more months, if not more, maybe left in this game cycle, it's possible I could max out MLB's XP as well, but that's not my angle. Right. But yeah, anyways, uh, um, what's your next start? Are you going to your top 20s? Yeah, that's, now then? that's okay. literally all the games I played that were not in out of in okay. this year. Yep. So my top games, do you have any that you'd like to start with? My top five of 2020? Yeah, you give me one of your bottoms. Uh, Animal Crossing, for sure. These are my top five. It was funny the other day. I was talking to you about this topic mm-hmm. while we were walking. <laughs> and I said, uh, I bet you can guess my top three games off the top of your oh, head yeah. and then he said animal crossing i'm like that didn't even compute as something that it should be on my I'm list like, you play it almost every day how could and you not, not almost i have played it every yeah. day since launch and it is not in my top three so that says something um but yeah I, i'm looking at your list right now i'm not going to spoil it i know you're going to talk about it yourself but i am very surprised that you couldn't swap your three and four here no i couldn't really okay because my uh, i'll get there yep but what makes you like Animal Crossing? Like, this is your first Animal Crossing. Yeah. I mean, I've played the other ones very, very briefly in the past. Like, the, what was it the DS version, I think? Yeah, but that's the garbage version. Yeah. And I'd ever, I don't think I've really ever played the Wii one or Nobody the did. GameCube one. Yeah. So, this is my first real exposure to it. Um, yeah. I, I like the loop. I, I For me, it's more just like, my island looks like garbage. I'll, I'll admit it compared to everybody else. No, no I haven't done any landscaping. Not landscape, but I haven't done any, like, the transforming stuff. Yeah. Um, my island's still very flat and plain looking. It is. Um, but yeah, I just like going in every day. To, I, I do like, I like my villagers that I have now. I like, I like my little crew. Got um, Filbert. Filbert's my man. <laughs> uh, I just like going on every day, collecting my fossils, uh, shaking my bell trees, mm-hmm. checking my mailbox, mm-hmm. you know, the routine stuff that you do in that game. I like some of the seasonal stuff they've done so far has been interesting as well. But yeah, I mean, that game for me is more just like I log on, I play for half an hour. That's it. I'm good. That's my loop sort of, so. Yeah. I, know, I know for you, you put a lot more into yeah, it. Yeah, I will say it was my number four of the year, Animal Crossing. Yep. Um, well, why do you skip from number five? Because one? you're talking about it now. Okay, all right, that's fair. Right. So Animal Crossing <laughs> is number four. Yes. Because it's a good game, but it is also my most disappointing game of the year. Wow. Can I ask a brief question without sort of sidetracking yeah. this uh, topic for you? Where would you rank this Animal Crossing? Since you played all the other ones, where would you rank this Animal Crossing in like the history of that uh, Third. franchise? Third. It would go GameCube, New Leaf, 
uh, this one. Maybe it was the 3DS version, right? Yeah. Okay. Which was probably actually better than GameCube, but GameCube so, was had the so this, so this one's really only just better than the DS and the Wii. Yeah. Which I Wii don't one? like both of them. Yeah, okay. So. Right. <laughs> it was so middle of the pack, essentially, for you. Yeah. yeah it is so pretty. It does some good things. I love changing my island and adding like the flooring and being able to change the heights of like the cliffs and stuff and making my own water paths. That's cool. That is a lot of time sink, but it's cool. Like I, this is the first time I got into doing f- hybrid flowers and stuff like that, which is also a chore. Um, but it also is so. There's no heart in this Animal Crossing. I feel like every seasonal event is tied to you shooting down balloons, which is boring, and so it's it's tied to so much chance. That it's it's really like every single thing other than having to talk and talk to all your villagers. That's fine. Like having to give the gift to my villagers and then uh, Jingle putting his picture in my stocking. If I put my stockings up on Christmas Eve, Santa came and put his his own picture in my stocking. But it, there just feels like no heart. There's no there's no gyroids except for when you want to pay them to build you a bridge or a cliff. Um, there's no like fun special events like i miss the stuff like in the first game where you had to wake up at 6 a.m to go training at the at the town hall tree with tortimer these things are not there like a lot of the villagers are still not villagers but main cast are still missing there's the um the fortune teller is not there the guy that worked at the basement of the club in new leaf is not there um it's just it just feels so empty uh, so i hope it changes next year. I know it's still supposed to be a Nintendo collaboration next year, but I don't know. It's not what I wanted it to be, and they could have done so much more, I think. so. Uh, but I do play it every day, so there must be something good about it. <laughs> so that's why it's my number four. <laughs> you can go your number four now. Well, okay, so let's just hang on. I got the list in front of me here. Let's just briefly... Uh... So these are the games that came. I'm just going to do a brief. This isn't my this isn't my rank list here. It's just oh, a brief list of I the games that came out in 2020 that I have played yes. for like let's say at least I don't know three hours. That's just like a very minimum benchmark because unfortunately, unfortunately, I don't have a high benchmark for all these games. So Animal Crossing: New Horizons, obviously, uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Mm. Just played that one recently. Not very far into it, but enough to get a, a basic impression. Uh, enough to know that I want to play it some more. Basically, mm-hmm. Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, mm-hmm. which I had I had put off since playing. I launched until like, a couple more patches came out. Yeah. Definitely, we'll go back to that one. Fall Guys, yeah, um, and will be the show twenty. Obviously, is the number one. Uh, recently, I bought the Need for Speed Hot Pursuit that's remastered true. with my Christmas money, and that is a that's still a great game. I love that. Paper Mario Origami King played a little bit back in the summer. I still want to go back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, Super Mario 3D All-Stars collection that came out, which to be honest, I've mostly just been playing Super Mario 64 on it (laughs) right now. And then obviously The Last of Us Part 2. Those are, so again, if, um, so sorry, you were asking for my number four. Yeah. So sorry, was number five Animal Crossing for me? That's what you said. Yes, you're right. Okay, sorry. So my number four then, so far, would be... um, be Fall Guys, and I'll let you talk about that more next. Since yeah, it's also on your list. That's my so. number three game. Okay, so we can both give our impressions on it. But why? Since you have it ranked higher than me, you you have a third on your list. I have a fourth. So why do you like Fall Guys so much? What's? But you you also have it higher than Animal Crossing. <laughs> True, we both have it above <laughs> Animal Crossing, which is funny. Um, so, um, I love this game because it's so good for anybody. 
Like, I can be competitive at it. Lucas has won himself some matches. Um, and it's fun playing as a family. Like, mm-hmm. waiting around for the person to be done if they beat you kind of is the only downfall of that game. Uh, otherwise, the games are just so easy to pick up and play. And after playing them a couple times, you learn the best strategies and stuff. Um, I really love the costumes and people representing, like, different franchises. Like, My Name is Pedro or um, Portal was on their channel and the little turret. Um, but I just I just love the simplicity and that keeps me coming back. It's very good at that. Like I could totally I have gotten to the end so many times and lost in such stupid ways <laughs> that I just want to throw my controller, but instead I just go into another match cuz it's just it's just it's happy. So, I don't know, that's me. Yeah. I I will say I I definitely enjoy I I don't play the game by myself. I'll only play it if you're on. We'll play mm-hmm. together. Otherwise, because for me, I don't know. I find too many of the mini, and obviously, there's much more variety now. Like when the first season yeah. launched, it was very repetitive because there's only like maybe I don't know what ten or twelve mini games in total if, if you count the team games. Um, now there's obviously a lot more. Like they've supported it quite well this year. What are they on season three now? Season two. Third. No, this is. Oh yeah, season three. I'm sorry. Three. Yeah. yeah, I didn't think uh, the first season counted. Right. So um, there's definitely more variety now, but I still find myself a lot of times when a certain mini game will come up, I'll roll my eyes. Like I just because, and not because they're bad mini games per se. It's just because a lot of them are either way too easy for me or they take too long. Like mm-hmm. something like like I hate seesaw. <laughs> seesaw because I can I can probably win or at least finish in the top five in seesaw like eighty percent of the time, yeah. but it takes like three to four minutes because most people just they're messing around or they're just i don't know i i prefer something quick like a like a slime climb or a, mm. a whirly gig or a, even the newer ones like the uh sorry what's the new um the one the medieval one they had last season with the axes and night, the, night, night fever? fever or something yeah that one's fine um then they've also had they also had some real duds last season like uh the wall, I, guys. Uh, wall guys is terrible uh hoopsie legends i hope so. i'm getting better at so i'm okay with that yeah. now <laughs> I, don't, I don't know i just feel like a lot of times now i i I'm, I'm, yeah, if a certain mini game comes up, I'd just be like, Ugh, all right, you know, and then, I don't know, I I just enjoy playing it with you. Like I, said, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't play it on my own because I don't really, I'm not going to be, ch- I already have enough other game Apex now will be that I'm chasing, <laughs> you know, battle passes and skill trees on, I'm not going to yeah. add a third one to the mix, yeah, so, yeah. but yeah, I, I can understand the appeal. It's, it's definitely a quick pick up and play kind of yeah, game. Yeah, for sure. So. Um, yeah. For number, I didn't get to my number five, so I'll say my number five. It's Murder by Numbers, and I don't know if you remember this one. Uh, is that the one on Switch? Mm-hmm. Okay, and it is a uh, Picross-style narrative game. Yeah, Murder Mystery. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. all right. So there's like five cases in it, but to solve all, like to find all the clues, you have to solve a Picross puzzle to see what the clue is. Um, it was really good. I love games that weave the storytelling and Picross. I'm just... If you if you make a Picross game, I will be there. That is just how it is. Um, so uh, the story was good in this one, but it definitely got boring near the end. Like the fifth mission just kept going on forever and you just wanted to end. So I think if they did this again, but made it more compact a story and not just try to shove too many twists and turns and make you run over the city to do stuff, it would be much better. So I'm just putting it at number five. I probably could have put other games like Valhalla... Or even I just played Hades the other day. Could have put those up here, but I'm I would like to recognize it because it's it did a really good job of melding the two. Where others in the past have done it, but they've been not as story focused. So it was 
it was a really good attempt, I'll say. Uh, so you got a number three. So uh, my number three, again, like I said, uh, because I hadn't played that many games this year, so I'm not going to have a huge impression on on this one. To, but the fact, I'm kind of cheating because I have played this for many, many hours in the past since this is a remaster. I will say my number three mm. is going to be uh, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered. Yes. Because uh, playing that the other day for a few hours just made me remember how much I loved uh, playing that on the on the 360 and even like the PS3 back in the in the last gen. I remember sitting in our apartment and listening Hamilton, to that soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. Over yeah the soundtrack's and over. awesome. Yeah, uh, the remaster looks great graphically. Yes. It looks amazing. Uh, it's super smooth, like frame rate and everything. Uh, yeah, the soundtrack's great. This it's the game still sounds great. I remember. I guess I, I, it's funny how I can still remember when I was doing those few races. The other day, I can remember all the shortcuts like mm, perfectly, even though the yep. game was like came out like ten years ago. It does. And I'm like, yeah, so that's, I definitely want to like put way more time into that because doing the whole like playing as either a cop or a racer and uh, just the different like variety that comes along with all the different equipment you unlock and the different EMP, uh, yeah, spike strip. And so it's, yeah, I I definitely um, will be playing that a lot more next year. I remember in also when you used to play it that the last mission is awful. Oh, because the last mission, well, you're talking <laughs> like about the last racer mission, not the cop yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the racer one, I think you have to, with most racing missions, when you're just doing a race and trying to avoid the cops, it might take like, I don't know, six, five to six minutes to finish a race. Pretty sure the last mission, from my rec- from my recollection, is like half an hour. Yeah. And, and if I remember you get, you like, like losing near the you, end. If you get screwed near the end, you got to do it all over again. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that was a rage inducing. But yeah. No, I think that's a, yeah. For anybody who never played the like, original 360 or PS3 versions, like, I definitely, if it's still on sale right now, I would definitely hop on the remaster. It's amazing. Is that like the last great sim, not sim racing, but like arcade racing game yes. that you played? Yes. Uh, hang on. If we're talking strictly, yeah, strictly yeah, as a racing game. Like I know Horizon would be your sim racing game. Yeah. Well, I was even for, I was even thinking of something like a driver of San Francisco, but that's not obviously that, keyed around. It's not based around racing. That's it's true. Like, yeah, I would say for sure. Yeah, it's... It, from in my opinion, this is the best, the last best Need for Speed game. Like everything else yep. has come out after Hot Pursuit, even ones that were okay, like Most Wanted, that came out in like I don't know, what was it twenty twelve or twenty thirteen by Criterion? That was a good one, not great. And then once, but once the PS4 came out and those kind of Need for Speed games, they're all just were terrible. Yeah, once they started adding like story scenes and people walking around, and ghosts, and looking at cars, not ghosts, and, sorry, yeah, like rivals yes. and payback and. Uh, the heat. Heat, yeah, he was okay actually yeah. over all the ones I played recently, but yeah, definitely. Man, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit Remastered, great game. <laughs> Go by. Um, okay, I will so, say my number two, your number two, which could honestly become a number one. It's funny because this one, this one you're going to mention number two, you haven't beat this one yet. No, these are probably the only one on my list I haven't. I don't know if I count Animal Crossing as beaten because I haven't well, played it for a whole year, but this is the only one on my list that I haven't beaten. Um, but I, I, from what I know and from what I've heard, yeah, it's it's probably leapfrog my number one. But right now, my number two is Yakuza Like a Dragon. Mm-hmm. It is just such a good game. <laughs> I, I don't know how to put it. You are literally in a prefecture in Japan, uh, and you are such. Um, what would you call the protagonist? He is. He is Yakuza, so he is mafia in Japan. But he will fight for justice he's in the very beginning of the game his boss tells him to shake somebody down because they haven't paid their loan so he said the boss said go get this guy's wallet so the protagonist will go there his name's kasuga so kasuga will found the guy 
He beat the crap out of him, and he's like, okay, I need your wallet. He dumps all the money out of the wallet because he knows this guy, and he knows that he's using the money to pay for his family's health care. He's like, okay, I got your wallet. It's empty, but I'm taking this back to my boss because that's all he asked for. Like, he's mm-hmm. that kind of guy. And he, like, even if a friend backstabs him, he still loves him. He is the nicest guy that will do anything for you. The side quest in this game, you love every character in the side quest. I was just going to interrupt you, but yeah. I was going to ask, how, uh, how's the voice acting? I know you're playing it with the English I am. I love the voice acting. acting. Yeah. There's a lot of famous voice actors in there. I don't even know mm-hmm. who they all are. Can you also talk a bit about, because just because this is the biggest departure departure of it's this true. series is the combat. Yeah. So usually it's action combo-based uh, combat in the older, the six, verse six, seven, I count zero, I guess, right. for seven games. But this one is turn-based RPG. So yeah, you level up your job class and you level up your normal character You or learn new moves and you just pick them from a menu and people will just stand around and kind of just like go back and forth and sway until you take your turn kind of thing to try and be moderately realistic in the streets of Japan. Um, but the story is so good. I am probably two thirds of the way through it, I'd say now, but every end of every chapter is just like, oh, no, <laughs> like you're always you feel so much for every character. I love every character in that game so far, even if they don't even if they aren't like the most upstanding citizen, you feel for them. Um and it just, it looks great. It has so much heart. Just all the, the karaoke, like all the mini games. There's, I don't know if you've seen the cinema mini game. No. Oh my gosh. I have to tell you, tell you about the cinema. Okay. <laughs> I, this is my last thing I'll say about it. Because there's so many good things I could say about this game. Yeah. But this last thing. So there is a mini game where you have to go and uh, watch classic movies. But Kasuga is really good at falling asleep during movies. Okay. So he doesn't want to um, upset the person running the mm-hmm. show. So as you're watching the movie, you start falling asleep. So then there's a mini game that pops up where there is sheep in the crowd and you have, they're like shooting sleep gas at you. <laughs> okay. And you have to press the buttons with them, like where they are on the, on the screen to shoot them down. Uh, and then there's two phases of this. Um, but then a chicken will sometimes show up and be in, like the alarm to make sure you don't fall asleep. Like it'll give you health back if you did get hit. But if you hit it, it gets pissed off and it takes off more health. Um, so, yeah, you just shoot down these random sheep that are shooting sleep gas at you all the time. Wish you had a webcam on me right now so you can see how confused my face is. <laughs> I'm trying to visualize this. And, uh, but, yeah, it sounds cool. <laughs> it's just so random. But it's, only, it's something only that they would think of, the people yeah. that make the Yakuza games, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and there's, like, the you, you're a bum at the start of the game. Mm-hmm. So there's a mini game where you have to take your bicycle and you collect cans and you try to collect more cans than the other bums. Okay. So stuff like that. All right. Um, but that's, like, as a whole package, this is an amazing game. And if the story pans out as people say it does, I will probably move this number one. But for now, it's number two. And I'm sorry, I haven't finished it yet. I apologize for it. I mean, when did it come out? Uh, November 11th? Yeah. It was the same day as as Valhalla, I think. Okay. Right. Yeah. Cool. Well, I'm glad you like it. I've I heard nothing it. but good things about I it. I know. Yeah. You'll never play it because it's like 80 hours long. That is very true. <laughs> You'll just hear me gloat yeah, about yeah, it. I got no problem dropping 500 hours into something else, but <laughs> 80 hours on RPG. Yeah. Never. Okay. Well, um, my number two... Uh, that came out in 2020 again just based on what uh, since this, since this technically would be my second most played game of 2020 by hours uh, and unfortunately I'm ashamed to say that I haven't gotten farther into it but it's just because I really want to I want to give this game its full the full attention that it deserves 
So I feel like I really have to be in the right mood to play it. And like I said, unfortunately, my time is distracted so much by the other two games I've already mentioned. So I haven't been able to give this the proper attention it deserves, but I will definitely be changing that for January, I'll tell you this. Okay. This game will get beaten in January. Well, you heard that. We have yep, to keep them on the accountable. <laughs> my number two of 2020 is The Last of Us Part Two. Now, again, like you, I haven't, like you, like you with Yakuza, I have not beaten The Last of Us Part Two. In fact, I'm probably only about eight or nine hours in, I'm ashamed to say. But you've had many more months. True. That came out, what, July or something? <laughs> yeah. So, or June. Was it July? Uh, I June. can't remember. One of the J months. But I will just say, from what I have played of it so far, um, and I and I like most people because when the game first came out, I I did definitely buy into the hype because um, everybody was talking. I mean, there was there was there was a lot of positive and negative discussion about the game when it came out for various reasons. I'm not going to get into spoilers or why people had problems with the game behind the scenes, but um, I do know I know I know full disclosure. I know all about what happens in the game already. I've seen the ending. I've seen all the spoilers. I know pretty much. I'm not going to say I know everything that happens, but I know the main story beats. But it does make me want to still play the games. I want to see how that stuff plays out. And I'm not I'm not a person that's averse to hearing spoilers. I can still enjoy a game. Sometimes a spoiler can even enhance my enjoyment in certain occasions. But in this case, um, I'm not going to get any spoilers in here. Don't worry. Even though I like not even early game spoilers uh, for anybody that was curious about still trying this out. But I will just say, as expected, I mean, I, I loved the first Last of Us. I probably beat the first Last of Us on PS3 at least at least two times. And then I beat it again recently on PS4. I beat the remastered version and yeah. and the DLC. I was say, did DLC? Right. So I love I love the first Last of Us game. And in my opinion, I know you have your own opinions on Naughty Dog. We're not going into that right now. No, we won't. But I love Naughty Dog. I love all the Uncharted games, like like the old ones. Obviously, like Uncharted One feels really dated now. But honestly, Uncharted Two, Three, and Four are still and the Lost Legacy are amazing games for me. I love Four and the Lost Legacy especially. Uh, they still are amazing games that you know still hold up very well even though they only came out you know what three four years ago but mm-hmm. um the last of us two so far i will say i am very impressed i mean it's hard not to be impressed on a technical level mm-hmm. the game is beautiful looking i mean the facial work the uh, the the uh, so sorry yeah the facial work the animation same thing but like you know obviously the voice acting is top tier. anybody who played the first one or really any any naughty dog game knows that they go all in with the voice i mean troy baker and ashley johnson and uh Laura Bailey and Laura Bailey, or uh, what? Well, see, I haven't seen Laura too much in this oh, game, but right. I know that she is going to be amazing. I mean, she won the friggin' game of the or game awards yep. t- uh, category. But uh, yeah, Last of Us Two, I will say, um, it's like I said, you have to be in the right mood frame of mind to play it because it is a very depressing game, even more so than the first one. So far, from what I can tell, Last of Us Two, that, um, this game is very, it really beats you down. It, it's very grim. <laughs> Very violent, just like the first one, but much more of a depressing violence. Um, maybe, maybe I feel more. I don't know if it's if I feel that way more now because in the first game, obviously you're just playing. Well, for the most part, in the first game, minor spoilers here, you're playing as Jewel for the majority of the first game. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe playing as a typical male protagonist when you're just like an older male protagonist when you're killing people doesn't feel as weird. But now in this one so far, playing as Ellie, an older version of Ellie, obviously than the first game because this takes place after Last of Us One. It's not a prequel or anything. Uh, playing as Ellie for the majority of this game so far, um, I don't know. I just it's something about the violence feels different to me. Like it's definitely much more vi- because, like, again, in the first game, Joel can pretty much over. I mean, I wasn't playing on like super hard difficulty or anything in the first game, like grounded or any of that difficulty. I was playing on normal or hard in most cases. So you know, most times Joel could kill a guy with a couple of punches or stabs or whatever, right? But with Ellie, just because of her physicality. It takes a lot more for her to kill someone in close range. It feels much more raw and visceral and uh, desperate 
there's been so many times I've had fights already in the Last of Us Part Two where I get out with like a sliver of health left because I'm just like I'm using everything on my ability. I'm 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 almost out of bullets, so I'm just like picking up bottles of bricks and hucking them at people and rushing them and just trying to stab them like five six times. And then you know, the dogs chasing you. It's just very it's very stressful to combat in this game. Sometimes I try and play it stealthy when I can, but a lot of times the game the game's AI is great, so they will flank you and rush you very smart. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get yourself in it. You have to really be careful. And I, I've died many times already in this game on normal difficulty. I'm not ashamed to say because I've just overestimated my positioning or my ability in combat. But um, yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm probably not even a third of the way through the game yet, in my opinion, story-wise, based on what I've heard. So I'm very interested to see where this goes. Still, like not where it goes. I know where it. You know what I mean? I'm trying to. I'm interested to see how the full story plays out because I know there's still a lot of bits and pieces I haven't filled in yet. Just because I know how the game ends doesn't mean I know what's the other 60% of the game is going to be like. Yep. So, um, yeah, I, I don't, even if I had the time to beat it this year, I don't know if it's sort of a number one on my list. Um, I'm sure by now everybody already knows my number you. one is, but <laughs> we'll, we'll get, we'll get to that later. But, um, cause I am very interested to hear your, your stance on your number one game, which you have not shut up about ever since you beat it. So please, oh, no. no, no, not in a bad way. I am very, <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy. I'm very happy for you because this is a game that I think was probably not even on your radar, really, right? It's just sort no, of like came it, out this year and you it heard was, about it. Yeah, it was one of those things where uh, my favorite gaming sites were talking about it, and Twitter was blowing up about it, like it was everybody's game of the year. And so, like a week later, I'm like, "Well, I need this game, which is Thirteen Sentinels." Um, and I know I've talked about it in the past, so I won't talk about it forever. But I just, I. <laughs> Also, I think it's number one because I have a thing for like teenage school adventure settings. Like if you've all the Persona games, the Trails games, like Trails Cold Steel, Trails in the Sky, it's all like teenager school type settings. And I think I'm just a fan of that. Um, But other than that, it's such a good sci-fi story. It's really hard to get a good sci-fi story that you can't find a billion plot holes in. So I really enjoyed that and just the mind bending you have to do at some of the points when you realize something is amiss kind of thing. Um, it was a beautiful game. I think you can attest to that just seeing it. It was all, I believe it's all hand drawn. Um, but I just, I always, always also appreciate a game that's fully voice acted. I didn't expect it to be because there's so many voice lines in this game. But yeah, every every single line of dialogue is voice acted. I love the kind of mystery aspect too, where they have a codex and you can always go and listen to the codexes. Um, but yeah, it was it's such a good melding of story and turn based strategy. Yeah, that's what I'll call turn based strategy. Um, which it was definitely the weaker side of the game was the fighting. But yeah. I just loved it as a complete package. The story came to a nice ending, but I highly recommend it if you're looking for a really good sci-fi story. It seems like the kind of thing that I would, I would probably just watch like a let's play or watch the story stuff online. I don't think I would enjoy the combat stuff from what I've seen of it. Yeah, that's the thing. After beating the game, I have been watching people on Twitch play it like for the first time and I don't usually watch people play games like Let's Plays, especially randos. But this, I'm like, oh, I remember that. Oh, man, like, I wish I could relive this scene again kind of thing. So number one for you, 13 Sentinels. It had a subtitle, didn't it? Agus Rim. Agus Rim? Okay. I don't want to mispronounce it. (laughs) You're good. Okay. Well, I'm going to keep mine brief because everybody already knows what I'm going to say. But I do want to mention a couple of things. I'm going to be a little passionate here about why. Because I don't think I've ever really talked about why I like it so much. I think you guys are just... 
you hear me say I play it every podcast this year, and you're like, okay, we get it. Like he likes baseball, whatever. and you never get tired of it, which amazes me. Right, most sports games that I've played in the past, I will usually drop them after the means the regular season has ended, or the postseason, I should say. Like if I ever play Madden in the past or NHL, like once the Stanley Cup is done or the Super Bowl is over, I just kind of like drop those sports games because like I'm done, I'm done with it. Yeah, but with MLB The Show 20, it is different this year for me. And that is number one, obviously, MLB The Show 20. <laughs> uh, yeah, because obviously the World Series ended, what, I think back in early November, late October, early November, I don't remember. But, uh, and I'm still playing it every day. And I still plan to play it every day until 2021. The MLB The Show 21 comes out, hopefully, at the end of March, if they're on schedule. But, yeah, so for me, why I like this game so much, what well, keeps me coming back uh, is is the gameplay. Because, yeah, like every every time I talk about this game line here, I'm usually talking about, oh, I'm almost done this program. I have to finish this, like whether it's an inning program or a player program or if a new conquest map came out or a new event or something. There's like, the one thing I love about this game is how well San Diego Studio, the developers, have supported this game throughout the whole year, especially with all the restrictions they would have had working during COVID. When COVID broke out earlier this year, most of them had to obviously work remotely from home. Whereas it normally would have been in the studio, probably side by side. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge team. I think it's probably only about a, a dozen or maybe twenty or so people that work on this game. But you can tell the love that they, that they the love they have as baseball fans and the love they put into this game. I mean, obviously they've had years to perfect the gameplay engine. Uh, this isn't like it's their first time doing this type of a sports game. They've been doing this for years, like almost a decade, I would say. Actually, this like this particular uh, developer. I mean, like the MLB the show has been out since like the PS2 era. But mm-hmm. I'm saying like this particular, I think crew of, of developers have been together for for quite some time um and uh yeah but for me i mean you've seen me play it obviously you know like in my opinion there's no sweeter i i can close my eyes every time and just like take a breath every time i have a perfect perfect home run like the sound <laughs> off the bat when you hit a no doubt home run in this game is fantastic i never get tired of it after hundreds of hours of gameplay it's still it's amazing and i love those thrilling like you know whether it's there's all there's there's always going to be a little bit of an, an aspect of like luck or RNG that goes into the online gameplay because a lot of times you feel like you get bailed out or you get screwed late in games when someone has a comeback or you have a comeback. But again, just like any other sports game, there's nothing sweeter. You know, be the show twenty hitting a walk off mm. to beat somebody online. It's just it's, it's like real life. Exactly, it's amazing. <laughs> or even just like <laughs> there's no greater feeling in my opinion than hitting. A walk off home run, and as the ball is in midair, your opponent just leaves. <laughs> like, it's just <laughs> like, yeah, they quit out. You're like, well, that guy just rage quit and probably threw his PS4 out the window. Um, but no, uh, on a positive note, I'm going to say this game, the amount of content they put into it, the, the fact the gameplay feels so good, the fact that for the majority of the year, the servers have been amazing, mm-hmm. which has been great. Because last year, that and even back in 2018, I believe, they had a lot of issues with earlier on in the year with servers and games crashing disconnecting losing progress that kind of thing this year i would say very minimal server issues which yeah. i'm very happy with um it seemed like a refining year like they had yes. all the systems in place yes. and they just and they also, they also did a great job this year too at catering to the people that didn't have to spend money mm. like you could obviously if you want at any time you could have spent money and they had stub sales many times throughout the year you could spend money if you wanted to to buy some stuff but the point is with the way they did the programs this year you didn't need to they made the program so accessible. They gave away so many free diamonds and free packs and free cards all the time. You see, I, I'm on the I'm on the MLB The Show Reddit all the time, not posting, but just following and reading what people are saying. And there's so many people that have the, the term this year, the popular term has been called no money spent. People will be like, here's my no money spent squad, meaning mm-hmm. that they, they created like an alt profile and just from scratch, oh. without spending any real money, yep. 
they, they were able to, through programs and conquests and all these other things, you're able to build like a 99 diamond team, essentially, nice. just by playing the game the way it's meant to be played. Not even having to play online in most cases, because again, this year they introduced like that showdown mode. Yes. Which is something people could grind out for, for packs and diamonds mm-hmm. and stuff too, right? So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's... The game can be frustrating, obviously. I, a lot of times I feel overmatched when I play online sometimes. Like, there's some people that are just so good at this game, including some of the people that I watch on YouTube. I, I, just, I marvel at how good they are at this game. Like, I've put... If I put, let's say, 500 or so hours in the game, these guys have easily put in 1,000, 2,000. You know, they're playing hours every day. A lot of them were able to play, obviously, too, during like during uh, COVID quarantine when they were at home. Like, I still go to work every day, right? But a lot of them, this is their job anyway, so they're usually yeah. streaming for 78 hours a day. But, yeah, I mean, the game is... Uh, and also, like, you, you can attest to this, too. Like, I had, so, I had so much fun this year following all the content they were putting out. Like, every time they would have one of those Twitch streams. Yeah. Where they'd be like, hey, guys, we're going to have, like, a half-hour dev stream here and go over the new bosses and the new programs i, I love that stuff and the, the community was really into it this year yeah i really hope that it stays that way next year or that it possibly even improves because of their plan to have it to bring mlb the show 21 onto xbox and maybe eventually switch i don't think switch is going to happen right away just because of the fact that they're obviously having they're going to have delay issues working on the newer versions this year because because of how they're restricted to work probably remotely or anything but I feel like the PS4, PS5 versions will still be great next year. I'm sure the Xbox One will be good too. Switch, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see on that. Not that I intend to play it on Switch anyways, but it's nice that the option will be there. Because obviously, I mean, Nintendo... When's the last time Nintendo fans have had a baseball game to play? Other than like... <laughs> that hasn't been like one of those cheesy arcade ones, like an RBI yeah. or something like that, whatever. Yeah. No, I mean... Yeah, I, I've talked about this a lot more than I intended to, but you can tell I'm <laughs> passionate about it. MLB The Show 20... I still say I, I still think if I even if I had beaten Last of Us Part Two this year, and I'm sure it's going to be an amazing one. It's going to be probably one of my favorite narratives once I finish that game. But I still think even if I had beaten, it, I think it'll be the show 20 would have used been my still favorite game that came out in 2020. I mean, based on how much of it I played this year, I will say going into 2021, it will be my most anticipated game. Obviously, for sure. Yeah, yeah. You might have to wait a little bit, a little bit longer, but I'm sure you'll be still playing 20 at that point. So exactly. Well, because the thing too, like they've um. I didn't play a lot of it. It'll be the show 19 last year because I was playing Apex. <laughs> uh, and I didn't play 18 a lot because 18 was kind of... I mean, I played 18 more than 19, but 18, the way they did the program stuff in 18 really put a lot of people oh, off. Oh, that was the first year of programs. Not per se, but that's when they introduced a lot of concepts people didn't like, which right. they did change for 19, thankfully. But apparently in 19 last year, around this time when like you know you're getting into January and obviously the postseason's over free agency or whatever is on the mlb devs put out what they call like the forever event which is basically just like this is like the last event that'll hold you over it'll run from january till march basically uh i'm sure they'll have some good rewards in there but yeah it's basically just for people to like you know grind out the online play i mean this year obviously the new thing they added was being able to prestige some of the cards so a lot of people right now are all in on like prestiging these cards that's what they're they're doing with the online modes Mm -hmm. so i mean yeah there's so much longevity in the game this year and variety that's awesome. That's the kind of game you needed this year, though. Yes, yes. It was definitely a good distraction, a good time sink for a lot of people who couldn't leave the house, yep. who wanted their baseball fix, especially yep. early on in the year That's because they got the baseball season started late this year. Yep. So the, the fact we were able to play some online baseball, you know, in those early months of the year was was amazing. So that is our top five. I figure the next week, since we're already this podcast obviously is running long, but we anticipate that it's our last podcast of the year, and we are obviously very passionate about these games. I think next week. Next week, I plan to have sort of a hybrid movie game podcast version. And next week, I want us to talk about what games 
we're looking forward to in 2021 okay. and also what games that we either didn't get to in 2020 or that mm. we you know want to continue playing such as you know yakuza for you or yep. or maybe assassin's creed or something like that but next week i want to talk about yeah the our plan for our plan of attack for how are we gonna you know conquer 2021 exactly how are we gonna, <laughs> let's start off 2021 with a bang boom yeah i beat yakuza <laughs> um yeah so next week will be fun it'll be uh obviously our first podcast 2021 and uh yeah we're going fresh with a new perspective on stuff we're looking forward to let's try not to i mean not you per se there's more of a me thing let's try not to procrastinate <laughs> so much on new playing new experiences mm-hmm. for me personally i want to watch a lot more movies next year i i still got to watch maybe i don't know 30 35 ish movies this year most of which were new watched and not rewatches but still i mean the fact that i basically couldn't go to the theater to watch a movie for the last four or five months was pretty depressing yeah i think it, it's just downed your mood on movies in general yeah so i think it's not just your fault i just right. think it's just how the year went um but if anybody doesn't agree with our picks if anybody <laughs> loves them and wants us to talk about them more or you have your own we want to hear yours too because we didn't play all the games we don't know what's good or not <laughs> so you can email us at when opposites react at gmail.com and uh, we will read it on next week's podcast um yeah thanks for listening to this long one yeah absolutely um you know we <clears throat> appreciate all of our listeners for sure anybody who's whether you just sort of listen to us last week, whether you've been in since day one, if you, or if you went back and, you know, listen to the older ones, which maybe for us were not as refined. I hope that even if, even if we have one person listening to us, if they get, if they, if one person gets anything out of, if you get something out of the out of two minutes of our podcast, then I'm happy. You know, if, play MLB? if I made you, if I made you want to watch one movie this year or try one specific you know, hey, you got two new Apex fans. Exactly. I was going to say, I, I hooked two more people. Apparently, I, not, I don't know if I want to say hooked, but I got two more people into Apex. Let's see if they get drawn Bona in like I did. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know it's cliche for everybody to say, like, you know, it's a new new year, new me. Everybody new wants beginnings. to. Yeah, right. But, I mean, as everybody knows, we need 2020 to be over. Everybody just wants to have a fresh start in 2021. And it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen overnight. You're not going to magically wake up on January 1st and be like, oh, the world's normal again. Yeah. No, we all know it's not going to be that way. But, you know, just try and stay focused on the things that have made you happy this year, whether it's staying at home and streaming movies or playing more video games or reading books or music, whatever you're into. You know, I hope that you just stay safe. We'll get through this next year. Hopefully, I hope at some point we can all go back to theaters. <laughs> he thinks um, about this often. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, as always, guys, thanks again for listening. And we will see you in the new year. Boys. <laughs>